Start your engines. We're talking all about the Electric City Speedway with two dirt track drivers coming up on this episode of We're No Damn Experts. Best damn podcast, the best damn town. You want to get up, get ready to get down. Welcome to the greatest damn town in Montana, Great Falls. I'm Rebecca Ingham. I'm Shannon Newth. And, and we're, we're no, no damn, damn experts. experts. I wish, just real quick, I wish people, I should record this sometimes. <laughs> You're like mental brief prep before you introduce, which gets, you know, I edit it out, but <laughs> I just sit here and watch. She takes a deep breath, I gotta collects right, herself. Gotta get in the right <laughs> mind space. Yeah. You know, because... My friends will tell you, mm-hmm. <laughs> work Rebecca and play Rebecca are two completely different people. Mm. And so work Rebecca and podcast host Rebecca, also, also two people. different people. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So you have, to, you have to change, like switch personalities while you're up there. Yeah. And that should make our guests really at <laughs> ease. <laughs> Which version are you going to get when you come visit? Yeah. So now all of a sudden they're locked in a room with a woman who's just admittedly yeah. said, I've got multiple personalities. Mm-hmm. So in the room today are so, people that I just met. Yeah. And I am very happy to have met them. Mm-hmm. The coolest part about this is yeah. it made my job super easy. They're race car drivers. Yes. And they have their names on their <laughs> racing gear. Yeah. Which on is their shirts. so helpful. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited to learn more and more about Emma Bush and Dan Harvey, Mm -hmm. who are, I'm going to just say, I could be wrong, regulars at the dirt track here in Great Falls. Am I right? Oh, yeah. There we go. (laughs) Good job. You got the first one right. (laughs) I'll make assumptions throughout this podcast, so be prepared. Mm -hmm. So, Emma, let me start with you. How long have you been racing? Or maybe a better question is, how many races have you had on the track? I'm not talking about the illegal stuff that might happen in a back alley, <laughs> but like on the track. So I've actually started racing since I was eight years old oh, at my. Montana Country Quarter Midget, so roughly mm. 10 years. Holy wow. moly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a long time. Okay. For, okay. I just want to get into, because I was I'm a couple years into being more aware of what of of dirt track racing right but the term quarter midget the first time I heard it I was like what is that now (laughs) like why are we calling race cars midgets can you just explain real quick what what so Montana country quarter midgets they're actually like a smaller race car and the little kids are able to go race it from the ages of four and a half to 18 which is just crazy (sighs) to me that we're like your license for regular street driving (laughs) Is is learner's permit still at 14? So, but you yeah. can get in a car at four and go however mm-hmm. fast you want. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Before I move on to Dan, have you at the age of, let's say, 17 or 16 raced a four and a half year old? No. So it's <laughs> it's by ages is what oh. it is. <laughs> like, that like, just seems irresponsible. <laughs> okay. But, so question. let's bring yeah. Dan into the conversation. <laughs> Um, how long have you been racing or how many races have you raced? 
So I've raced a handful of races. I <laughs> got my car at the end of last year's season, Ooh. so I raced at the last three uh, races last year, and then I've been racing all this year. So this is kind of new to you? Brand new to me. Wow. Oh, <laughs> how exciting. So, folks, you can't tell, but maybe the sound of their voice. Emma's young, and Dan is older than Emma. <laughs> right. But Emma's the more experienced driver. And yeah. she's feeding yeah. me dirt. <laughs> <laughs> so is there a lot of trash talking that happens on the track? Lots of yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what makes it a lot of fun. Is yeah. Even the last post I put out is that Emma was up there feeding me dirt, and I couldn't get around her. <laughs> <Yeah. you know? laughs> like, <laughs> that's fun, though. I like it. That's kind of a unique in the sporting world, there's not necessarily a lot of sports where it crosses generations, genders, you know, ages, things like that, where you're all out there and you have more experience in it than Dan does. Mm -hmm. And Dan can also jump in and start this new sport, you know, when he's not 16. And so it's, it's a neat, it's neat in that way uh, because it's this world where you're both out there just racing each other with all this different background. Another thing, neat thing that I see, I found out in it was that we're out there competing, and if Emma's cars break down, I'm going to get in there and help her. If mine mm. breaks, she's going to help me. Even though we're competing, we're still helping each other get out on the track and race. Right. You know, so that was really kind of neat to me to see that kind of a family orientation um, mm -hmm. involvement with each other. Yeah. Well, I always say, like, we love people from Alberta, but we'll talk trash about, like, Head Smashed In and their <laughs> activities up there. Like, mm -hmm. eh, it's, it's fine, but mm, it, it's not as good as ours. <laughs> yeah. um, so that is cool. What led you to start racing, Dan? So um, I seen a car. Well, I go to the races up here quite a bit. My family was bringing me the races, and I was like, I, I could do that. That'd be fun, <laughs> you know? So, I seen a. I was going to Helena quite a bit every week, and uh, I seen a stock car sitting on the side of the road. And I'm like, well, I could maybe buy that, fix it up, and sell it. So, I went and stopped in there, and I bought the car for two hundred bucks. <laughs> so that seems like a good price for yeah, a race so car. It, yeah, yeah. There was a lot missing, everything wrong <laughs> yeah. with it. It's done. Had its race seasons probably done and over with, yeah. but. Um, looking for parts for it, I kept coming across, you know, different racers. Oh, we go talk to this one, Pat Lemire and uh, Dave Freeman and all that. And they said, you know, you probably want to get something that's more turnkey. And I'm like, well, I'm going to race. I'm going to one, one way or another, I'm going to get out on that track. So I was saving up my money and Pat Lemire tells me, well, I know this car that's being sold. So mm -hmm. I bought the car, ended up getting a good deal on the car and trailer. I bought the car and I just immediately started racing it at the end of last oh. year so yeah so are you mechanically inclined by trade or just by interest yeah i'm very mechanically inclined by trade i was an aircraft mechanic in the air oh. force um <laughs> that helps to have that background going yeah. into it because yeah. let me just say from a spectator standpoint it kind of looks like these cars are a little bit air airplane type <laughs> they, the fuel they use. it's probably jet fuel those type of things <laughs> like the only thing i'm not seeing is like the afterburners or the jets on the side of it that would be yeah. the wings but a lot of it i think is transferable that's just my own opinion <laughs> yeah. like no no it's not <laughs> So Emma, what what drove you to s start racing at such a young age? Mm -hmm. Like, this is was intriguing. it your decision to start oh, racing yeah, at a young it totally age? Okay, was. Yeah. me and all my siblings, we actually started racing together on the quarter midget track. Yeah, 
And I saw my dad racing on the big track and I'm like, I want, I want to do that. Like, yeah. can I try? And he's like, yeah. So we went to practice one day and he actually was saving a car for me as like a little surprise and he oh, pulled fun. it out and he's like, here's your car. And I was like, oh my God. <gasps> wow. Like, yeah. So we went to practice and I had to get so many practices under my belt before they allowed me on the racetrack. And it was the super stock is what I actually started in. And I went out there and my dad's like, dang, you're like, you sure you want to do this? He's like, I hope you know it takes a lot of time. Like every day after work, we go work on our race cars. We don't go hang out with friends. I just graduated high school. And <laughs> you don't have any friends. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the guys the at the track. I have my your racing car is your friends. Friend. Yeah. 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 I actually named her. Her name's Gretchen. So oh. Nice. Yeah. That's a good name. Yeah. <laughs> that immediately says to me she might be a little finicky. She's Ooh. so we actually wow. called her Gretchen because you know like the movie Christine. Yeah. She like secretly hates my dad whenever he <laughs> races her. So <laughs> wow. that's great. There <laughs> we go. <laughs> so do you, was your dad? You said your dad was racing. Yeah, too? my dad okay. was racing the A mods, and mm -hmm. he uh, quit a couple. Not quit, but he wants to get back in a car. Yeah, but he wants me to learn my car and help me get up there and then he's like well then i'm gonna come race you so that's what he's doing next season <laughs> oh, so Ooh, he's touching you up so yeah, yeah. how do you feel Take about you that down. um i'm excited yeah my best friend daniel nichols actually moved mm -hmm. away to north dakota i think mm -hmm. and that was like whenever i saw him on the racetrack i'm like i'm gonna race you even yeah. harder <laughs> every race we had like a dollar that would go back and forth just nice. because we were like hey if you beat me i give you a dollar yeah. yeah but now i want to do that with my dad yeah so yeah <laughs> so what do you what kind of what do you race now you said you started in i, super I started stock in a super and your dad stock does a mod, a -mod. Good job. Yep. And now I don't know I'm what any of that means. We'll get into that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm in a Midwest modified. Okay. Dan, what are you? What? I'm in a Midwest modified. Oh, <laughs> that's how she gets to feed me dirt. Yes. Yes. <laughs> mm -hmm. Is it normal that maybe people would have multiple cars that they race? Yes. Okay. Yeah, multiple cars or multiple. Not classes. your case. No, I only have one. I just have the one. Okay. That seems like the smarter financial choice. Oh, yeah. I feel like it is. My pocket doesn't hurt. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the other part of that is you're not having to get familiar with five different cars right. all the time. And I'm going to yeah. be honest. I know guys that go out there and race three cars a night, and I'm like, are you dead? Right. Yeah. Like, I, I would be drained mm -hmm. getting in yeah. from a car and then going to another one. Like, no kidding. Mm. Well, no. there, there's some that, like, only go like, back like to run. Back. Yeah, back-to-back mm -hmm. -back classes. Yeah. I'm like, what? How yeah. are you here already? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because <laughs> so, they'll win, and then they're, they're already, like, warming up for the next race. Mm -hmm. like, you got to go. Like, they're going to start. <laughs> yeah. T tell me what the difference is between these cars. Like, what makes it an, a Midwest modified, a Super Stock, or an A mod? What, what the, what's the point here? <laughs> right. <Okay>. Go ahead. <laughs> so, the Super Stocks are actually... The, between the super stocks and the modified is kind of the the body shape of okay. the car. They have a bigger nose piece on them is what I call them. I call it the nose cone. Mm -hmm. um, that makes sense. And I then understand. the A mods <laughs> and the Midwest mods, which we call B mods, it's actually just a difference in the motors, I believe, because they run methanol and not ethanol. Okay. Oh. And, and carburation and traction control. Oh, yeah. And they're a three link and not a four link. Yeah. No, yeah. they're four link. We're th I'm three link. Yeah. 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 What the crap does that <laughs> yeah. mean? So it's, 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 it's suspension in the rear end. Okay. Basically. Okay. Yeah. You start at the street stock, which is basically a, a car that they took off the street, 
and the frame is all the same and all that and then you get into your b mod which is would be this car here okay um they cut the front end of the frame use that front and the rest of it is modified for the rear end so you get your rear steer so when you see the cars hike up it looks like the left rear tires tucking up underneath it that's that three link and four link system that's oh. turning that rear end uh. so these cars are actually built to go left they it's don't not go right drifting. Wheel well. it's not drifting they just yeah. turn left that's what they do yes yeah. <laughs> that and does make sense now because if you watch think the way yeah things yeah, do look curved that. you're mm -hmm. like there's something wrong with that someone who's never been to the race you know you're like, well it's What's not wrong designed to go vehicle? down the street straight it's designed right. to go left yes, yes. Mm -hmm. so that makes yeah, sense everything yeah. is made to go left yeah because yeah. that you know there's very little i know about racing but you do no know right that. turns is uh, <laughs> one thing i do know yes <laughs> <laughs> okay so those are the we have we talked about the streets B mods. Then you got then you your the IMCA A, a mods, mm -hmm. which we call them. They have traction control. They run four barrels with a uh, um, rev limiter. And then it would be the super stocks. Or no, yeah, super stocks. And then your late models. Late models and then yeah. sprint cars. Late models and sprint cars. Yeah. Can any of these vehicles we've talked about race on non dirt race tracks? Yeah, they can. Oh. Like my car, you do a few changes, change the tires, change the setups on it, and you can run it on a uh, a paved track. But right now it's set up for dirt. But okay. some of them do. I know mine can. I'm not sure about any of the rest of them. I don't think mine can. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever raced on pavement, either one of you? Quarter Bridgets is what pavement is paved? was. Yeah. Well... Um, <laughs> <laughs> of course in an you. official <laughs> setting yes. no. yeah. of course right. I'm not <laughs> all through high school I raced and I didn't have a race car <laughs> there's also late models correct what yes. are late models late models or how are, they are different? I think they run a big block engine um, I'm they're not loud yeah I'm pretty sure those <laughs> yeah, are big blocks are they big blocks mm -hmm. yeah they're running big block engines um, they got traction control and all that they got really wide tires so they got a lot of rubber on the ground when they're going around a corner um, same thing with the rear steer thing uh, they say they steer themselves, but I don't know. I haven't driven a late model. <laughs> I would, I'd like to try, I try one. try that, day. yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> Just going to argue they don't. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was the, the thing when I it was sitting in the stands watching everybody race, and I'm like, ah, that's easy. I can go around that track. And yeah. Like, you know, and I got into the car the first time. It's a lot harder and, than you look, huh? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really two different cars, one with the gas on and one with the gas off. Because when you let that gas off and you're in a corner, it's sending you a different way. The car turns all squirrely and mm -hmm. everything. So you really got to stay into the gas, even though when you're going around a corner. So you use your brake to tap and get it's like a symphony with your feet is what i describe oh, it as there like you're you go. doing both at the same time yeah, yeah. i like that a symphony yes. with your feet mm -hmm. yeah that might be ha what we call Title this of the episode, episode. <laughs> <laughs> symphony with your feet. um okay yeah. i have a question you can say no comments on this if you'd like <laughs> oh I've, i love these i've heard yeah, yeah. that the sprint car drivers are the drama queens of the dirt track racing Ooh. world do you have a comment? <laughs> yeah, they are. Yeah. <laughs> I have a best friend that Ian Myers. We race quarter miles oh, together. I love Ian. They're my neighbor. They're yeah. super mm -hmm. cool. I love yep. Ian. And I'm like, do not turn into one of those snooby little yeah. sprint car drivers. Like, I will never talk to you again. <laughs> Luckily, he hasn't. Well, that's good. Yeah. So. No, they're a good family. So you guys <laughs> race competitively. So at the end of the race, there's a winner. Or the end of the night, there's a winner. Is mm -hmm. there 
um, is there like, granted, the racing happens all season. Is there an end of the season winner? Do the races build upon each other? Um, so like, they, what if you miss a race? Are you out of the running for the? I don't know. They do a point. The system. Stanley Cup. Yeah, it's a point <laughs> system. So at the end of the season, there's a uh, first, second, and third. So if you miss a race, you don't lose points, but everybody else is gaining points that is racing, so they can pass you in points. Oh, okay. And there's track points. There's state points. Yeah, there's that's about mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So w- one of our guests came prepared with a story. Yes. I'm and I want to wanna dig into that into the background. Yeah. I have a small sneaking suspicion I might know where this came from. Really? Yes. Oh. And so I'm you're gonna, you're the expert? No. Okay. I'm, <laughs> no. I am not the expert. No damn expert. Uh-huh, but exactly. Dan's gonna share a little bit of history as to how stock car racing got yeah. started. And I think it has to do something with my favorite beverages. Ooh. Oh, I think you're on to something. Oh, Ooh. <laughs> good job. So, so okay. I had to give that little hint to say yeah. I wasn't just going to, after yeah. he told the story. I feel like I knew that. Right. <laughs> and okay. if you've listened we to the podcast you. long enough, you know what kind of favorite beverage I talk yes. about. So Dan, right. tell Let's us the it. stories. Okay. So how stock car racing all began. I'm not sure. I, I asked a lot of people, do you know where stock car racing began? And I'm like, no, you're just racing cars. Well, there's actually a history to it. Mm. Um, so As I looked to it why up. why you would race cars. If yeah. you notice around here in Great Falls, we got Bootlegger Trail. We got yeah. Bootlegger this mm-hmm. and this and this. So what I've gathered is that the Bootleggers, that's where that was named from, is coming from Canada. It was legal up there and running it down through here. But anyway, here's the story for, <laughs> for where it all began. For where it all began. In 1920, the 18th Amendment banned the production and possession of alcohol, (laughs) and prohibition officially began. Strangely enough, drinking alcohol wasn't illegal, so many people went ahead and made their own liquor, known as moonshine. As law enforcement officials tried to enforce the 18th Amendment, alcohol producers had to be clever about their business. To transport illegal liquor, they needed vehicles that would blend and not attract attention. They began transporting the liquor in their personal cars at night, calling themselves Moonrunners. Unfortunately, the Moonrunners couldn't outrun the police. To give their cars <laughs> an advantage, they began modifying the vehicles. Ah, Producers modified. and runners would take ordinary cars and alter them slightly to make them capable of reaching high speeds. The cars still looked like all the other automobiles on the road, but they could now beat law enforcement. <laughs> Moonrunners were constantly <laughs> bragging about their exploits. They boasted of making nighttime trips on dirt roads at more than 120 miles per hour. With no headlights, soon with no headlights. Soon runners started racing on weekends and stock car racing was born. Mm-hmm. When bro- when prohibition ended in 1933, racing had become very popular, as as did the practice of souping up cars. The sport continued to grow through the next 15 years. By 1948, it was a widespread sport, but different in every region. NASCAR formed in 1945 to organize the chaos. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that's where well, that's that eventually it's going to happen. Yeah. And so here in Great Falls, uh, roads are named after the illegal operation. Bootleggers would camp along the trail up here and run moonshine at night. Mm-hmm. So that's where bootlegger trail, trail yeah. and bootlegger road or whatever mm-hmm. came from huh. 
I thought that was kind of interesting. It makes sense now that you say it of like mm-hmm. where that came from, but huh. yeah, yeah. So, so Emma, you see a future of running illegal liquor <laughs> all over the country. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a good little history lesson and good like perspective of how that all got started. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I had no. I knew there was something about it, but I wasn't sure. So I started reading into it and yeah. all that and Bootlegger Trail and. Um, the track is at the end of Bootlegger Trail, mm-hmm. just past the end of Bootlegger Trail yeah. is the track. So yeah, that's kind of ironic. Or is it right? Yeah, and the track—it's sixty years this year. Seventy. Right? Seventy. Seventy years. Seventieth. Yeah, seventieth. Better. Yep. Yeah, that's a long time for the yeah. speed. Of, well, yeah. and it's still one of only three in the state, which mm-hmm. is cool. Um, I, as a spectator, I'm curious of in the car if you notice any of this as a spectator it's a great spot because you're looking out over the entire city yeah. do you get any of that like do you s- catch any glimpses of that perspective as you're <laughs> no. driving yeah, okay no. I didn't there's too so. big of a wall next yeah. To me yeah oh that's true to i was just gonna yeah. ask do you have the weird little <laughs> this is the space the for helmet. your head and that's all you yeah. can do yeah yeah. Huh. yeah to me so that seems like one of the weirdest things is not because when you normal drive you know you can move your head <laughs> yeah. you can check your mirrors you can look around how are how do you not crash more because you can't actually see <laughs> anything going on around you right i mean that seems hard hey, when you're in front you don't have to know exactly. what's going on yeah, yeah. If, you're, if you're in front so this question's obviously for dan <laughs> not <Right>. emma <laughs> Everybody just says, hold your line, hold your line. So, yeah. So yeah. do you have, um, I don't even remember what they're called, but people talking in your earpiece telling you yeah. where to go? Like, you got you got Charlie coming up behind you to the left. Go oh, low. you don't get none of nope. that. Oh. You, don't, yeah. you get the tower up in your ears, which is, um, sorry, something caught my eye. <laughs> <laughs> um, you get the tower that's up in your ears. So, like, if there's a caution, they're going to be like, hey, turn four, go low. Mm-hmm. So oh. you don't, like, whack into another car. So, yeah. Mm. Makes so sense. somebody doesn't hit Dan when he spun out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <Ooh>! God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. You that's just, what you I just was had to bring for. that up, didn't yeah. you? That's yeah. what I was yeah. waiting uh, for. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> We'll yeah, just I've been, yeah, yeah. I, I just I been out it. there spinning like a top on the track here over the last <laughs> few races. Like, oh. Oh. And then the military night, the, mm. we had the Army come in and the DAV, and the DAV sponsors my car and all that, and I'm out there spinning like a top. Spun out <laughs> twice, got booted off the track. I'm oh, like, oh, no. <laughs> of all the nights You're to like, get booted, DNF. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I really uh, showed myself yeah. good that night. Oh. It's <laughs> always the one night that your sponsor's there. Like, yeah, your primary yeah. sponsor. <laughs> You're like, so many oh, times. I yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. embarrassing. <laughs> and even my family's like, really? Like, oh, really? Tonight? Like, uh, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, I didn't and mean I, to. I think what it is, is is a lot of inexperience, but also the excitement, too. Sure. And oh, everybody yeah. tells you, you can't win the race on the first lap. Right. Yeah. But, but you're going to you try. Know, I'm a rookie, so hey, <laughs> I'm coming show. for you. I need to show <laughs> you. I'm here. There I go. Yeah. You know? yeah. And they're all shaking their heads. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so... The terminology is said, you know, someone has a, there's the caution that gets thrown mm-hmm. out. And as a spectator, you can see some of the lights on the ends of the track that you all yep. see. Um, tell tell our listeners what if they're going to the races, it's their first time there. They don't know what's going on. What are things to look for to help, like, understand what they're watching in terms of, like, cautions, like warm up, hot laps, all of that? I think it's would, pretty easy to watch a race, but I'm looking forward to the answer to this. I would say watch the flagman mostly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
like there's so many different like there's a black flag and that's like hey you're being bad get off the racetrack yeah, yeah. that's yeah. the no-no flag mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> how many times have you gotten it emma once <laughs> <laughs> oh. it wasn't my fault oh jd's standing there shaking it at me and i'm like what did i do this time <laughs> yeah yeah well and then there's also so if there's a yellow and black flag that they're waving at the same time, yeah, that's also no. So good. like if you cause, so if they're doing the yellow and black and they're showing that on a restart, basically it's called um, I can't remember the name of it, but if you cause another caution, you're done. Mm-hmm. So like whoever, yeah. like let's say Dan, <laughs> yeah, Dan's Dan. here. <laughs> yeah, let's say Dan spun out. Yep. And the caution, the black and yellow comes out. And so that means the next car to cause a caution has to leave the racetrack because we're taking up too much time. Oh, so yeah. then let's say I go around and I haven't spun out once and I go spin out. That means I'm done. Yeah. Even, Even though Dan, Dan ruined it. Dan ruined yeah. it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Dan did it to yeah. first time. Yeah. 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 That's, and uh, that's happened to me. You know, I've had two <laughs> cautions in the black and yellow and I spun one time. You're gone. I'm like, oh, man. Like, but I made it through all this <laughs> yeah, other stuff. I, yeah. Really? Really? I only only messed up once. Yeah. Don't get. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and then there's the restarts, like something, you know, I was trying to learn is because mm-hmm. I think you can sit there and watch. But you're just watching cars go around and you're like, okay, are we starting? Are we not starting? Is this what just happened? Because they stopped. So I think understanding the cautions and then the restarts, everybody has to go back to the positions that they were. And I know having stood in the tower, sometimes that can take a while to get everybody back in the car. You like try to be like where you thought you were. Yeah. And then they're like, no, you're in the wrong spot. And I'm like, what? Emma, yeah. get yeah. it back. You're not that far <laughs> <Yeah>. up. <laughs> <laughs> well, and sometimes, again, from the perspective of just overhearing it mm-hmm. in the tower, they'll start to get real, like, snippy. Snippy. Oh, mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And But then sometimes it seems from up there that, like, well, I won't name names, but that some drivers are, like, <laughs> insistent not on not to. going yes. back to their spot. Yes. And you're yeah. just like, you're delaying the whole process here yes. come on <laughs> i agree yeah. i agree there's some nights where i really have to go to the bathroom in my race car and i'm like can you please hurry <laughs> like, just up? get to yeah. your spot yes. yeah <laughs> how long yes. is a typical race last depends oh it does well on the and cautions. heat and depends on when dan likes to spin <laughs> on it <laughs> yeah depends on if heats. i'm having a top night <laughs> yeah <laughs> the heats like are different top. than the mains too yeah. in terms of like how we many get laps eight you do. laps in the heat race and then 20 laps in the feature I've been in the car for like 45 minutes once. Yeah. It was not fun. Yeah. It's a long time. (laughs) Have you peed yourself? Not yet. Not yet. Let me tell you though, I get out of that race car really fast if I got to go. My parents are like, how'd it go? I'm like, I don't know. I'll talk to you later. later. (laughs) And you're in, I'm assuming the fire suits and the neck thing. And so undressing's not a quick endeavor. No, you just book it. You You just hope you make it. That sounds so hot, though, too. Like, when we're talking about, you know, it's been a warm last Mm -hmm. couple weeks. Like, man, how do you not pass out? Your legs. That's the worst yeah, part this last me. race, I was we were sitting waiting for the street stock guys. To you were hoping up. to and get kicked caution, out. It was caution, caution, <laughs> caution, and we're sitting there in our race suits. You know, cars not running. It's like, oh my god, I'm already sweating. I'm not yeah. even gonna hit the track yet. Mm-hmm. You know, oh. so it's like, come on, you guys, hurry up so we can yeah. get out of there. And then there's a caution after caution. Yeah, after <laughs> caution, you know, yeah. Like, come on. Yeah, yeah. yeah just start yeah. kicking people off the track so I can win. I gotta go pee. Right, <laughs> right, yeah, right. Throw them, throw them. Yeah. Um, so Dan 
Ben's probably been a spectator more often than Emma, I'm just assuming. So what do you love about watching the races versus racing the races? I would say one thing when you're watching the races, if you don't know anybody out there, you really don't know who to pick or whatever. Okay. So, but if you do know somebody out there, you're always gunning for that person and watching that person. So, um, when I was watching everybody out there, I didn't really know anybody, you know, I knew kind of who's winning this, that, and the other. Um, now that I'm racing and I'm kind of in the race family and see how it actually works, I'm, I thought I was going to have fun racing, and I'm honestly having a blast. Okay, oh, I you thought know? you were going to be like, it's, it's not a so joke. Fun. Uh, it's, yeah. Stay in the stands. Yeah, yeah. I mean the the camaraderie that goes on out there. You know the the way that each other they help each other and give you mm-hmm. advice and all that. Um, if I come in with a flat tire, I got 20 guys coming, then mm. they're racing against me or or it's yeah. somebody else's crews or whatever, mm-hmm. and they all help each other. And it's really be you know really neat to be part of that family. You know, mm-hmm. so and that's what I call it is my race family. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. So. Did you did you have uh, end up with a favorite driver you like to watch before you? So I'm from Butte Uh originally, and I just moved up here to Great Falls. So I was only watching for about a year here before I hit the track. I would say once I was going to there, I was like, yeah, I got to get out there. I got to get out there. I can beat those guys. I can beat (laughs) easy. Oh, boy. They're faster than I thought. (laughs) What what was the biggest surprise or going from in the stands to actually in the car racing? (laughs) I'm going to go with the thought he was going to win. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I thought I could whoop them out there. Boy, was I yeah, mistaken. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sitting yeah. up in stands like, man, they're not going very fast. <laughs> I got in the car the first time, and I'm hitting the throttle and hitting the corner, and I'm like, whoa. And I, so I, I had my family recording it on their phone, you know, video uh-huh. recording it. And I says, uh, so I get out of the car, and I'm strutting around like I was the fastest mm-hmm. guy. I'm like, how's that look? And she's like, well, you might want to watch this. So, <laughs> so I was like, oh, oh my no. God. I look- I look like I'm out for a Sunday ride. She says, yeah, yeah, you need to go a little faster. <laughs> but it probably uh, felt like you were. I, yeah. yeah, when you're in that car and everything, the wind's blowing and, yeah. you know, the, the vibrations and the noise and everything, it really feels like you're flying through yeah. there. And, and then you watch the video and then you're disappointed. Yeah, you watch <laughs> like, the video and like, oh, oh, oh my God. They're just going to get really groceries, need- man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sunday ride. <laughs> a couple years ago go uh they had the trolley was the do you remember this yes the, i was on um, there as a little pace kid. car <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. so they did yeah the pace car and i got i got to go out there and i was like getting video let me tell you well first off the trolley on a slant i didn't realize the slant of the track was as much as it is <laughs> and, to, and then to be on the trolley which is love the trolley but it's not the most stable vehicle in the no. world and we were going, I think, at tops, 35 miles an hour. And I was like, oh, my gosh, please don't roll over. Like, it, it, like yeah. 35 the in the trolley seems so fast. Yeah. 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 I can't even imagine. What's, <laughs> the, what's the average speed you're going around the track? Oh, that's a good uh, question. Emma, we'll talk about Dan <laughs> next. <laughs> um, it kind of depends on track conditions. So, like, if it's, like, super dry... You don't want to go as fast as possible. I know that sounds weird, but it, you're basically breaking all the tread in your tires. So you're not oh. able to keep tread. You're blowing off all your rubber. Mm. It's just a bad situation. So I would say like 50, 55, something okay. like that. Maybe on a drive. I'm, I'm thinking 
somebody we said don't have we're, they're like hitting like the on a there, on a so. good tacky oh, track no on a good them. night they're hitting like 70 miles an hour on the straight and then letting off and which still is, hitting the takes corner which two is seconds but hammer down is like the the concept too for me in racing when i was first driving is you're hammered down mm-hmm. on this straightaway heading straight for a concrete it wall right. <laughs> yeah and yeah. trying to wrap my head around not hitting the brakes was uh-huh. like i still just want to hit the brakes you know but they tell you, no, no, don't hit the brakes. You know, you get it. and it turns into a different car when you let off that gas and touch them brakes. That's and, oh when it God, wants it, to go straight. Yeah, that's yeah. when it wants to put you into the wall. So. Oh, that's confusing. Mm-hmm. Is, is that, um, do you ever get, like, <laughs> when you get back into your normal vehicle to drive say. home for the night, like, <laughs> yes. oh, there's a concrete wall. To, like, I better keep going. <laughs> like, right. Or do you go, like, eh, I'm just going to walk home. Yeah. It's not going <laughs> to yeah. be a good thing. Or you wait until, like, 3 a.m. Yeah. when everyone's off the road. You're like, yeah. there's a better chance. Tired at the end of the night, like, confusing i don't know i'd probably have problems with it i don't know if i'd be able to adjust. <laughs> they're looking at us like no that's not no. an issue you morons <laughs> 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 it wouldn't be the first time i've right. been called a moron yeah. in this yeah. podcast yeah. there's also oh sorry do you have a no yeah. go for it so you talked about the dry track and how that is not ideal when i um my husband jason has been the pa announcer in the past there we helped out on the fourth and fifth of july or third and fourth whatever the double mm-hmm. header yeah, yeah. the double header this week um and it poured rain mm-hmm. and there was rain out and then there was like a super long delay and then the track seemed great. So I just, my question is about the track conditions because I hear him use the term a dry slick. Yep. Then the track seemed great eventually after all of this rain. Dry isn't ideal. Like what's the best, what are you looking you for? You said tacky. Tra- tacky. I like yeah. tacky. Where it's so like, like sticky? Yeah. That, so yeah. it's basically mud, but it's sticky. Like, okay. I don't like the dry tracks because, one, it gets in everybody's eyeballs. And then everybody oh, yeah. on the restarts, you, there's just a cloud oh. of dust in the sky. Yeah. Yeah. It's just not my favorite. Do yeah. they? So they wet the track. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. there's that delicate balance between too wet and just right yeah. wet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it seems okay. like that can get ruined quickly quickly between yeah. one racer like it'd be great for your heat or whatever mm-hmm. and then messed up for dan's or something yeah, yeah so when we Dan race yeah <laughs> <laughs> down again <laughs> so when we race the sun is setting in the mm-hmm. west and you see how that track sets yeah so i was noticing on while racing is that the one end of the tack was nice and tracky. You could sail through that side. Mm-hmm. But then when you get to the other end, then I would be it's doing dry. my little trick yeah. and spinning yeah. out. Right? <laughs> so, yeah, it also depends on the heat hard. that day. Oh like gosh. sometimes they'll be keeping water on the track and the sun's just like no more water. Yeah. yeah. I'm just going to take it away. This is a yeah. lot to think about in a matter of seconds when you're heading towards a concrete wall. Yeah. Right. Well, <laughs> I, mean, I, think I hope other... this sticks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the other thing that's interesting to me is the maintenance of the track. Like who, what kind of uh, expertise has to go into kind of maintaining that track so you're not hitting potholes and yeah, uh, they do a, quite a bit of, I guess, science actually that kind of goes into it. They have different chemicals and stuff that they put on it to, oh. to hold the water and stuff like that. I'm not too sure. <laughs> all what goes on yeah. it, you know well, we'll have to get one of those experts yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah um but it the, con- the track is constantly changing as you mm-hmm. race you know you might get the racers ahead of you it's nice and tacky and all that but they dry it out you get out there one end's tacky the other is dry slick like mm-hmm. i was saying um and then pretty soon the next guys get on and it's all dry slick mm-hmm. and uh dry slick is for me hard to hard to race on since i'm brand new at it yeah um 
I want to talk about your numbers. Now, <laughs> I grew up in classy school, and for us, it was basketball was the holy grail of life. <laughs> and so when you chose your jersey number, that really defined you as a human for the rest <laughs> of your life. So I was number 22 and continue to use 22 in a lot of efforts in my life has significant meaning to me. How do you pick your numbers and are you that attached to your car numbers or is my attachment to my number unnatural in your opinion? (laughs) This is a three part question. (laughs) (laughs) So I chose my number. It's 25, honestly, because my birthday is on the 25th. Yeah. And I was like, just like, okay, let's see if this sticks. Well, you were eight. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, I was eight. <laughs> yeah. I went yeah. to middle school, and I'm like, my volleyball jersey is going to be 25. And my dad's like, what number are you? I'm like, 25. Yeah. <laughs> so it just, mm-hmm. I, it's not really like special, but like if somebody else uses it, I'm going to be a little upset. Yeah, because yeah. it's yours now. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dan, what went into picking your number? Because you're relatively so new. I, yeah. yeah, so I got the car. And I asked Pat, I'm like, hey, so how do I get a number? He's like, just pick one. I'm yeah. like, just pick one. <laughs> Doesn't like, okay. seem like yeah. So I'm thinking, well, I graduated in 84. I could be 84. And then I was like, well, I was born in 66. So maybe 66. I was, hey, what about 66? I don't think anybody has that. So I applied for it and I got 66. So who do you apply to? Uh, to Wasoda. Oh. When you apply for your license to race. Hey friends. So unfortunately, we had some technical difficulties, thanks technology, on this one. So that is the end of the interview. But make sure to check out more about the Electric City Speedway on our website and attend the races through Labor Day weekend right here in Great Falls. And we give a huge thanks to Emma and Dan for joining us on this episode of We're No Damn Experts. We're No Damn Experts is the recorded claims from Great Falls, Montana covering what you need to know about this amazing damn town.